Good morning. Good Monday morning. Good Monday morning. Good morning to Monday. It's January the 6th, 2020, and it's just after 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, as if anything standard. Good morning to the Klimbiak freaks. Good morning to the hustlers and the herders heading to work. Good morning to the drifters and the con artists and the bankers and the accountants and the lawyers. Good morning to all those who are controlling drones right now. Drones, some of which are armed, some of which are not armed. Good morning. It's a great morning. Good morning. You know, for this morning's Little Saigon Report, I really don't have a very good topic. I got to admit, got to tell the truth there, buddy. I don't. I don't have a good topic. I don't want to get too serious. I know that inevitably I will get serious. I will probably discuss something serious. I look outside and it's one of these nasty ass days outside here in Seattle. And yeah, you'll say, oh, Dan, you have a rotten attitude about Monday in Seattle. I don't know. I kind of think that my attitude towards Seattle is appropriate, but that's just my perspective. I don't know. It's Monday. <sighs> it's Monday and it's Seattle. And yeah, I don't really have a good topic because I don't want to get too serious. 
Too many goddamn serious things to talk about, right? Too much bullshit. Too much political crap. All we really know is every time a lawyer opens his or her mouth, you're being lied to. All we really know is that the politicians are gumbus freaks. All we really know is that the swamp is, you know, swampier than ever. All we really know is that once you get done obliterating other people and the places where they live, it is now totally cool to ask for a payout before you get done beating people up and setting them on fire. That's all we really know. But that's good because it's Monday. It's Monday. <laughs> Why don't you give your French Bulldog a hug? You know your French Bulldog would like a hug. I know when you look at that little frumpus face of the French Bulldog, when you look at that little fucking fucking hermit crab face. You don't want to give it a hug, but why don't you give your French bulldog a hug? Can you imagine the infinite pain of its existence? The life it has to lead? Can you imagine the eternal anguish of a French bulldog? Its own personal fucking hell? When it is born, when the French Bulldog is born, it, it is born with a scream. It is a scream as if a voice saying to the world, Why did you wrench me forth? When a French Bulldog is born, you can hear a scream. When a French Bulldog is born into the world, a cloud of green Shitty, viscous substance can be seen covering the sky. Every living thing looks down towards the earth in shame when a French bulldog is born. When a French bulldog is born, the Holy Virgin Mary weeps. Weeps for the ancient crimes of the Merovingians. Weeps for the heretics of Athens and Sparta when a French bulldog is born. When a French bulldog is born. If I haven't told you this before, Monday's bullshit. Monday is bullshit. The sky looks a terrible gumbus color this morning. And my insides are melting. 
My insides are melting. It could be the diet that's been recommended by my primary care physician. He says normal people won't listen to his sage advice. He is a mystery man of the arts and sciences of the body. His name is Dr. Grunkus. You won't find his name in your fucking Primera healthcare plan, you stupid fuck. You won't find him listed in your fucking specialized HMO, you son of a bitch. He's not a UW, University of Washington Physicians Associate, you scumbag. Dr. Grunkus is simply a good old dimey doctor. He cares about taking stool samples. He cares about the color and consistency of your urine. He cares about whether or not you're eating all of the right kinds of things that you can buy from a Chevron gas station. He wants to make sure that most of your calories come from a can. Dr. Grunkus once told me, he said, Dan, if you're going to eat something, all of the life needs to be stamped out of it, right down to the mitochondria. He said, Dan, if you're going to eat something, whatever you're eating must have been dead for at least... Whatever you're going to eat, Dan, should have been dead for at least two years. And then sealed in a can with polysorbate 60 and various organic compounds, lots of sodium, MSG, you name it, yellow number five, it keeps you alive. Yeah, happy Monday. So I was watching some stupid TV because kind of like, you know, when you're when you're currently on vacation. And I'll tell you what, I go on vacation once a year now if I can afford to. And even if I can't, it's called unemployment. I don't get paid for this unemployment because it's not the bullshit communist kind. It's the kind where nobody pays you, and you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I kind of think unemployment and social security and most of this shit is bullshit. It lasts as long as it does. If you need to take claims on those monies, like if you say, Dan, don't you realize that I'm paying you with my social security payment? You know what, dude? I'm okay with that. Okay, I'm not saying don't take the check. What I am saying, though, is that if you expect that check to always be delivered, I think therein lies the rub, buddy. So go ahead and take that magical fucking check from the crocodile. I mean, what good is it to live on the Death Star 
and not enjoy some Death Star benefits like Social Security. Yeah, Otto von Bismarck came up with that one, an original Death Star cowboy. Yeah, yeah, so whatever, fuck it. But you know what? I was, I was sitting around doing nothing, watching a stupid TV show. And it was this show Hannibal, you know, about Hannibal Lecter. And it was on like some NBC network, like, I don't know, back in 2013 or something. And it's like the last episode of season two. And this really high up muckety muck in the FBI is all wringing her hands and shit saying, like, Agent Crawford, Agent Crawford. The FBI can't do that. Agent Crawford, Agent Crawford. The FBI can't set up Hannibal Lecter. However, we are, we are authorized to conduct, you know, political coup operations against presidents. Yeah, we can do that, though. Dear Agent Crawford, we cannot set up Hannibal Lecter. But we can tap the phones of every fucking American in the United States of America. Yeah, we can do that. Dear Agent Crawford, we cannot harm the civil rights of, you know, the brutal killer Hannibal Lecter. But we can listen in to your phone calls and, yeah, all your fucking phone sex. Dear, dear Agent Crawford, we cannot harm Hannibal Lecter's basic common law privileges. But we can slowly torture to death Julian Assange for telling the truth. That's kind of what we do, Agent Crawford, you fuck. You see, Hannibal Lecter's one of us, you fuck. Yeah, he's a little bit rogue, a little bit individualistic. But he does all the right things that every neocon should. So no, 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 Agent Crawford, do not harm the basic human rights of Hannibal fucking Lecter. I gotta say... I kind of liked the show stylistically, and the way that food was displayed was kind of just, you know, aesthetically beautiful, right? So props to the director of photography and special effects for the show Hannibal. Props. I tip my hat to you. But with respect to the logic of the plot, post 9-11, it's too fucking silly. I mean, we be setting, like, children on fire using drones, but we won't kill Hannibal or set him up. I mean, this is the part of the story that gets, under, you know, kind of ridiculous. We be, you know, totally magically escaping Epstein from prison. We be, you know, tapping the phones of people running for elected office. Yeah, we be doing all kinds of really crooked fucking shit. But no, 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 we can't possibly harm the civil rights of a cannibal. 
And then when you think about America, isn't that America? Like, think about Hillary Clinton. She's a lot like Hannibal Lecter. And you'd say, well, gee whiz, Dan, I mean, fuck. We can go set the Soleimani guy on fire and we'll probably kill his family and who knows how many other people we'll kill. And we can tell a country that we've pounded into dust that it owes us money, fuck. There's a lot of fucking shit we can do now. We can just steal people's oil. Fuck. You got oil? <laughs> we need it. Look at my gun, you know? And that's basically the moral behavior of the world right now. That should worry you if you're an intelligent person. That should worry you. And it's not new. What should worry you even more is that you only came to this conclusion today. Some of us were worried years ago. Some of us saw this warmongering bullshit only ending up in one place. The rest of you think it's about Trump. If you think what's about to happen is about Trump, then you're probably one of these stupid motherfuckers who thinks that a homeless person shows up in your city and then suddenly you have 10. No, it's more like this, you stupid fuck. You got a shack out back, it's about 300 square feet, the roof leaks, the, fa the foundation is cracked, and there's probably 600 rodents living underneath it, and you want to sell that shack for 700k because it's in Magnolia. But you don't know why there's homeless people. Really? Are you that fucking stupid? Anyways. I digress. I'm getting all serious. Fuck. Fuck me. Fuck me for being fucking serious on Monday. Anyways, I'm watching this show and I'm thinking to myself, it's so fucking absurd. The FBI. The FBI, the same FBI that has always been crooked. It's not like, okay, for all you stupid fucks out there, not listeners, but I'm thinking abstractly to the stupid fucks who don't listen. Because probably if you listen, you meditate on this shit. When was the FBI not crooked? When wasn't it racist? When wasn't it investigating people all the fucking time? When wasn't Hoover a nasty old gay fuck wanting to invade the civil rights of every fucking American? When was that magical time? Okay? Was it when they were spying on Martin Luther King? Was that the magical time? When they were really, really good guys? Oh no, wait a minute. It's when they were enforcing liquor prohibition, is that it? When they were kicking out communists? Well, that's great, they all went away to die. Um, when was the magical time that the FBI wasn't crooked as fuck? It's always been crooked as fuck. Government is crooked as fuck. God, I get sick of this bullshit, but yeah. Anyways, Agent Crawford, Agent Crawford, don't harm the civil rights of Hannibal Lecter. But you look at what the fuck the FBI's done in the last decade. And I'd have to say that that particular episode of that particular show looks more and more fucking absurd. Don't harm the rights of Hannibal Lecter. We're the FBI. <sighs> yeah, I'm thinking the FBI is about this cool. I'm thinking, I, I'm thinking that somebody could call up the FBI and say, listen, General Smugglebutt has a bad liver. He's been drinking too much scotch down at the O Club. Can you go rustle up one of those kids from CPS and 
get old general a new liver. And it's like, oh yeah, we've got a whole database. Don't worry, missing children, click. And General Smugglebutt gets a brand new eight-year-old liver. Perfectly matched. Because, hey, that genetic database is to help us find missing kids. Not at all a menu service. Not at all. Yet please tell me when the FBI, as an institution, was not an insult upon whatever you think the Constitution is or was, and was not crooked. Because that was never that that was never a thing. That never happened. There was never a time when the FBI wasn't crooked as fuck. Now you could say, well, Dan, I know an FBI agent. He's a, she's a really good. You know what? I know cops. I know lawyers. I know accountants. I know soldiers. I know people who are good people, and they are in occupations that are committing great harm. I forgave my dad many years ago. I forgave my dad, period. But the bottom line is, he was a logger. And if I knew then what I know now, I would have told my dad to stop. And it's not because I think logging is bad. No, no, no. You're missing the fucking point. And, and, if, you, and if you don't understand, this is the first podcast you've listened to. Okay? As I've said in the past, if one adult gray wolf needs 10 square miles of healthy, habitable land, how many fucking square miles do you think one fucking human needs if they want to live in iPod, iPad, we're all going to live on Mars and eat Elon Musk Gumbus Grease future? How many fucking square miles do you think we need? And do you think it's going to just pop out of nowhere? All the extra air, water, soil, fuck. Now, there's a lot of delusion out there, people. A lot of delusion, a lot of confusion. A lot of ignorance about who and what we are. We're predators. We are. It doesn't mean we have to be bad. Predators are not bad. Tigers are not evil. Sharks are not evil. You know what's funny? How humans have turned other predators into evil and have turned their prey into gods. You ever, you ever notice that? Most of our gods are things we tend to consume or eat. And most of our, you know, demons are basically, yeah, they're just manifestations of who we are. Basically same kind of things. Especially look at modern fantasy horror. It's like the crazy ape, the crazy tiger. You know, the crazy shark. Oh my God, Jaws. Jaws is so terrible. You know what, guys? Jaws ain't got shit on Edward Teller. When the first hydrogen bomb was ignited, I guarantee you, probably at least 30 or 40 Jaws scale sharks were vaporized. They didn't even know they were about to be vaporized. They were just fucking gone. So if you want to give me one of these, oh, Dan, you know, the sharks are so dangerous. You know what? Sharks are dangerous. Agreed. Humans are way fucking more dangerous. Wake the fuck up. The only thing more dangerous than a human is probably bacteria. And that's only because bacteria 
are disassembly machines. They may not be individually very smart, but my God, bacteria are great at taking things apart. And, and, and honestly, we don't know. Maybe at a colony scale, there is bacteriological intelligence. We don't know. But what I can tell you is that other than human beings, the only other thing that scares the fuck out of me is bacteria. But basically, yeah, humans are dangerous as fuck. No, 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 we can't harm the civil rights of a serial killer because he has really great dinner parties and they look beautiful and he has really cultured understanding of shit and he, and he knows how to play the fucking, whatchamacallit, the theremin, fuck. And he plays the fucking harpsichord, holy shit. What kind of a Nancy Pansy serial killer plays the fucking harpsichord? If I'm going to be a serial killer and play an instrument, I'm going to play the harmonica. The harmonica is the clown of the musical world. Even though it can be played well, I screwed that up, people. I screwed that up. I deserve to be punished. I deserve to be punished for atonality like Schoenberg. Schoenberg crime. Crime of the atonal. I commit that crime every fucking day. The atonal. The off pitch. The out of sync. On the brink. Jumping the scales. On the run from the cops. And again, I didn't want to get all serious, but you know, how do you not talk about a TV show about a serial killer and not end up getting kind of serious? I just don't know.
I don't know, people. I mean, some of you may think. <laughs> some of you may say to yourself, Dan, 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 do you ever worry about your future? Now, of course, if you said that just now, it means you just started listening to me. You ever think? You ever think about your future? Do you ever think about the kinds of things that would happen to you in the future? Do you ever imagine yourself on a country road running from coyotes? You ever imagine your future? Do you ever see yourself on a lonely raft out in the middle of the ocean, surrounded by sharks? Do you ever imagine yourself on a tiny little iceberg with orca whales circling, just waiting to pick you off? Do 
Have you ever imagined yourself like a, a whelping, screaming, wailing, fucking yelping French bulldog on some Monday morning in January? You're out in the backyard yelping and screaming and complaining in Des Moines, Washington. A lot of hungry golden eagles out there. A lot of hungry golden eagles that have been exposed to Fukushima radiation. As such, they've manifested the ancient gene of the sky bird, the thunderbird, the bird that comes from the sky. You ever think of yourself like a French bulldog yelping in the backyard? That golden eagle just perked its ear. That little French bulldog is in the backyard yelping and screaming. And the golden eagle at approximately 5,000 feet hears the screaming of little beans. Oh, howla, howla. That golden eagle mother has little children at home. There's not a lot to eat these days because of the insects all dying. Not a lot to eat to eat because the ocean's frying. Not a lot to eat because Seattle's lying. And so this golden eagle hears the yelp of a French bulldog. It hears the yelp of the bulldog. Havda, havda. And it turns its head down from the sky. And that French bulldog sees a little chunk of meat gumbus. It's probably going to die. I gotta be honest with you folks, there are many days, especially when I'm watching Beans. When I'm watching Beans, my sister's French Bulldog, there are those moments when I think, wouldn't it be kind if a golden eagle swooped down and just picked you up and took you away? Wouldn't that be the kindness of the ancient gods, the ancient spirits, the land ghosts, the, the spirits and ghosts of nature? the animistic energies of the Yubian forces, the ancient oils and greases of the Egyptians. Yes, wouldn't it be nice if a golden eagle would swoop down from like 6,000 feet and just pick up beans and take him away? 
And you might say, Dan, don't you love beans? And I'd say, yes, I do. That's not the right question, motherfucker. That's not remotely the right fucking question. about stuff like that? Have you ever seen yourself like Charlton Heston in some post-apocalyptic scenery, some urban setting of decay, living in some terrible, shitty apartment, looking out and saying to yourself, let the motherfuckers come? You ever imagine yourself like Charlton Heston in a submarine, in a submarine that's gone awry, a submarine that is sinking uncontrollably, that sucks. You ever imagine yourself like Charlton Heston on a submarine that's being invaded by underwater snakes? You ever imagine yourself like Charlton Heston just arriving from deep space flight, arriving on planet Earth to find that the chimpanzee monkey people have taken over. I got old Gumbus fingers. I'm trying to learn the keyboard at the age of 50. I gotta tell you something. That's a little fucking late. All my insides are melting. All the skies are a Gumbus gray. Monday's bullshit. And it's me. I want to talk about something not so serious. It's fucking Monday bullshit. And I'm supposed to be some type of space drifter cowboy. Traveling between here and there, right? wondered if you would be infected with the Ebola virus? 
a virus that is a hemorrhagic fever, kind of like Hanta, right? In fact, Hanta is hemorrhagic, right? The Hanta virus named after the Han River in Korea. I had a soldier when I was stationed in Korea who might have gotten the Hantan virus. He was an old air defense soldier. He was a crusty old fuck from the ancient times. He fired the red eye. Now, if you don't know what the red eye was, <laughs> it was A, not ironically named, and B, imagine you're hanging out with an old Kentucky freak. Hey, Kentucky Gus, yeah? Kentucky Gus. Hey, Kentucky Mike. You want to go duck hunting? Dude, I live in Kentucky, you fuck. Of course I want to go duck hunting, you fuck. But can we first finish off this wild turkey? Well, of course, that's only appropriate for duck hunting in Kentucky. Finish off the wild turkey first. Yeah, so the red eye was a first-generation shoulder-fired infrared heat-seeking missile, and it was first developed during the Vietnam War. The red eye was heat-seeking. That is definitely true. If you ever fired the red eye, you not want to be smoking cigarettes because if your target you were locked onto, well, the seeker head happens to jump on the red eye once you fired it, and then it happens to see you smoking that fucking cigarette, the red-eye shoulder-fired heat-seeking missile might turn around and look for you, buddy. Or that Jeep you kept running. Or that, you know, Pershing tank that's running, or... Or your hooker girlfriend that's got a good gaze of the crabs and she's hot downstairs. Yeah. The red eye was a dangerous fucking shoulder-fired infrared missile. Not really dangerous to the enemy. Dangerous to the user. Yeah. You ever wonder to yourself if you would be walking in the fields of yesterday? looking at the pastures of tomorrow? You ever wonder to yourself if this entire life you've been living has been nothing but given to you, given to you, provided to you, like a record on a record player? And if the record skips, it's because something's wrong with you.
You ever wonder if you're surrounded by quicksand? I don't know, people. I think my wandering in the wilderness bullshit is nearly at an end for today. I think that I am very close to the end of my ropes here. tried to start this podcast and tried to keep it light light and fresh what do we know now we know this we know that if you ever had a branding campaign for the little saigon report light and fresh would not be part of it not unless I had a hooker named Light and a hooker named Fresh and that's Fresh spelled P-H-R-E-S-H you fuck the way that a proper hooker in Little Saigon would name herself up on stage light light is up on stage after light comes up fresh that's spelled with a ph you fuck p-h-r-e-s-h fucker light and fresh light and fresh on stage next at the gentleman's club If you listen to my podcast, I'm sorry about it. If you listen to my podcast and you enjoy my podcast, which I think is a big fucking if. And if you have money in addition to that, yeah, it's a conjunct it's a conjunctive problem in the in in set theory, fuck. Fuck, we're we're okay, so we're dealing with a subset of people who, oh fuck, who like my podcast and have money and they paid for their food, their water, their shelter, their cats, their dogs, the people they love and they still have money? If you've done all the above, taking care of the people you love and you still have cash and you like this fucking podcast, 
Then you can pay me some money, baby. I'll have a link to Venmo and PayPal in the description of the fucking podcast and on my homepage on SoundCloud. And you can use those links to give me money so I can buy beer and weed and hope. Hope that one day I won't be running down a dirty road being chased by fucking coyotes or monkey coyotes or lamprey rats all the bungus freaks the weird porno robots the tentacle beans the octopus people Adolf Hitler? Fuck. Can you imagine a world where everyone is Charlton Heston living in some fucking building in the middle of an of a hollowed out city in the post-apocalyptic abyss of your own forgetfulness? Can you imagine that, you fuck? So yeah, if you enjoy my fucking podcast, you can donate. But if you do that, are you buying me time? Or are you buying yourself time? Am I the one running from the coyotes in the darkness? Or is it you?